Welcome back, guys and girls, to another podcast here on Mquan Talks. It's been a while since I've posted up a podcast, and well, there's no reason for that other than the fact that I've been incredibly busy with what I've been doing over on YouTube. If you haven't already heard, I recently hit over a hundred thousand subscribers there, and it's taken up a lot of my time, energy, and effort. But I want to try and re-explore the possibility of producing more podcasts. So I'd love to know your feedback, your thoughts, what you'd like to see or hear more of. On these podcasts now today's episode is stripped away from uh, a YouTube video that I did with Sid Sid is based here in Dubai he has a mixed uh, YouTube channel that focuses a bit of tech a bit of uh, entrepreneurship uh, and vlogs and we were talking about uh, some elements of current tech new devices like the iPhone SE the oneplus 8 pro and also talking about folding smartphones in the future of folding smartphones so i'm going to kick straight into it and the rest of the uh, podcast that you'll be listening to will be from sid's side so enjoy and be sure to let me know in whatever way possible through the comments or reaching out through social media what you thought of this podcast and what you'd like to hear more of in the future Mquan uh, reviews pretty much everything that comes out. Uh, so today we thought we'd talk about a few of the the new releases that have recently come out, like the iPhone SE, which I haven't seen in person as yet, but Mquan's reviewed it already. Uh, maybe talk about the OnePlus 8 Pro and what he thinks about that. Um, and maybe we'll talk about uh, how the iPhone SE compares to some budget Android options that are also available in the market, like the Realme 6 and the Redmi Note 9 Pro, which just came out. Mm-hmm. And I have a review coming soon. So you M-Quan. should have given me a heads up so I would have got all the like phones ready. <laughs> yeah. Do you have Thank all you very much. Uh, I actually have the iPhone SE here and I actually have the OnePlus as well. So. Those are the okay. two that you spoke about. Thank you okay. so much, first of all, for having me, man, because uh, I know we've been discussing about kind of uh, collaborating in some shape, or form for a while now. So let's get into the iPhone SE. I love my Apple stuff. But for me personally, the iPhone SE was kind of like a boring release. It seems like they just uh, put the iPhone 11's internal processor. Uh, As far as I know, the camera module is the same as that on the iPhone 8 and uh, are interchangeable. But due to computational stuff on the A13, they're able to push the photography. So what's your experience with the iPhone SCB? So it's really weird because you say that like it was a bit of a boring release. Like I remember when they announced it, um, I was kind of like, Honestly, I wasn't even going to cover it. I mean, I cover sort of, let's say, mid-range, low-range smartphones as well. But uh, the iPhone SE for me was never a product that like I would have covered before the original SE. Mm-hmm. But I was really surprised at you know DMs that were coming in. I was surprised that you know the Insta stories. I think I posted a few Insta stories up. Mm-hmm. Like people were like, oh my days, like the iPhone SE, iPhone SE. And I was really surprised and taken back about that because I think I mentioned that in my review on the channel that it's not necessarily an iPhone that's supposed to appeal to, you know, the people that are into tech. Like us. Or the guys, yeah, like us. Or the people that are interested in specs. 
Right. But what this has done, and this is based off people that I've spoken to, the people that I know, and also, you know, comments and some of the demographics that I'm picking up on, you know, the comments that are left on my videos, the discussions that I'm having on my social media platforms, is that the iPhone SE gives those people who have an older iPhone the chance to upgrade for a really small amount yeah. of money, relatively speaking, you know, within the iOS you know, kind of <laughs> ecosystem. I mean, 399, even in this part of the world, it's insane. I've had three people message me saying to me, M. Kwan, when this whole COVID thing is over, you come over to the UK, can you bring some iPhone SEs with you? Because it's actually cheaper here in the UAE, even minus FaceTime. Okay. than it is in the UK. I mean, it's it's a really good price. It's actually less than uh, what it's being charged in the UK for. So those individuals are people that just want a smartphone. They're the kind of people who, who, don't, who don't want and don't need a smartphone that has the bells and whistles. So right. for them, this iPhone is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, I mean, one person who's asked me for one hates Face ID. Like okay. he's, and he said to me, like, I, you know, as long as I can, I want to stick with such ID. It makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So I think this iPhone is appealing to different people. The other group is made up of a group of people who have always been Android. Right. They've never had the means to, let's say, get an iPhone because it, 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 it goes against their kind of, you know, why would I pay that much more money? The value Where's the specs coming from? The value proposition has never been there. But with the iPhone SE now, it's like, dude, that's my basically my burner phone now. Yeah. You know, it's it's allowing me now to get a feel for what this is, what's all the hype about. And and the thing is, it's not buying an older iPhone, even though, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Appearance-wise, the camera module, it's an iPhone 8, essentially, right? Yeah. But it's that psyche is not there. The psyche is, is that well, I'm getting a brand new iPhone, mm-hmm. 2020 iPhone that's, yes, cheaper, but it's got the same chip as the iPhone 11 Pro, for example. And it gives yeah. me the opportunity to kind of see what the fuss is about iOS and the iPhone. And then maybe I might say bye-bye to Android right. or I might be like, I've done this. It wasn't really worth it. Colossal, I love this even more. My Android phone, for example. True. I mean, uh, um, don't get me wrong. I think the iPhone SE is going to be a huge seller for Apple because most people probably have an operating system allegiance by now. So they're either Team Android, Team Apple. And if you're Team Apple, majority of the world is probably going to go into the Apple store or wherever they buy their iPhone from and say, what's the cheapest iPhone right now? And they see that iPhone SE for $400. I mean, that's that's a really good deal. And to get an iPhone for $400, which is the latest iPhone with the latest chip, I mean, that phone's going to probably last you for four or five years with software updates and everything. Uh, they're going to continue to support it. So I do think it's it's cool, but you know, I, I also think it's a pretty boring product from Apple. A few people have mentioned the display, for example. I mean, could they not have... You know, got why put the bezels in there? Issues about, like, for example, even the hardware element of it, it still looks very similar to an older iPhone 8. Yeah. You know, uh, Unbox Therapy mentioned this. Couldn't the engineers yeah. have been taken out of the room and said, <laughs> hey, look, you know, design something for, for a smaller, cheaper phone? I think those are valid points. But, you know, part of being in the tech community uh, is that we view things in a completely different way. 
that's true to what the market does and if it wasn't viable for apple to do this trust me apple out all of the companies would not be putting out this phone yeah um so i think and and this is what i mean i mean like when i did the review i was even now i'm genuinely shocked because i get messages dude <laughs> should i buy the iphone se i was like this is so weird like <laughs> you know it looks old it's got the thick bezel it's not like we've never seen this phone before but yeah. why are you asking me to buy this oh because i want to you know i want to experiment with ios i've always had an android so right. okay, this is interesting you know i think so, it's yeah. going to be huge in india by the way because um in india smartphone market is very price conscious and there are a lot of good android options out there which are reasonably priced like the realme 6 and the redmi note uh, 9 pro the newly launched phones they're giving you amazing yeah. design hole punch cameras um, quad camera setups and all of them 64 megapixel cameras like insane stuff at half the price that the iphone se is oh, what the iphone se is doing yeah so, i mean the realme 6 uh, i reviewed recently as well it's just it's an amazing phone for that price point it's ridiculous yeah like I, one wonders how they're even making a profit on that but yeah. but i think here's the thing you know like i mean i cover ios i cover android smartphones one of the things that I've noticed with Android smartphones is it's always, by default, it's the specs. It's mm -hmm. always that discussion. Whereas with, with Apple and iOS, like specs isn't discussed in the way that Android smartphones are. It's always, mm -hmm. it's always kind of like, it's a really weird thing because I think a lot of companies would ideally wish that it wasn't, even in the Android smartphone sphere, mm -hmm. uh, you know, would wish that it wasn't always about specs. It would be more about the user experience. Right. You know, the operating system, you know, the ease of use, all this kind of stuff, which the iPhone seems to, you know, the, the marketing jargon, even the association in most people's minds about an iPhone, they never discuss even the battery capacity of this. They yeah. always, like, you know, when you get the Realme 6, oh, does it, yeah, you know, the, does the MediaTek chip heat up or does it, you know, is it like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all spec, spec, spec. With the iPhone, it's like, Hmm, you know, is it easy to use that screen in 2020? You know, it's less yeah. about specs and it's more about, am I going to get this ex the best user experience sort of thing? The one category of smartphones that I really get excited about are not the flagships. They're the mid-range smartphones. They're the, the budget-friendly smartphones. When they come through the door, it's like, you know, you unbox it. You're like, those are yeah. the ones I really have fun setting up on. And sometimes what I do is I actually unbox it before the actual unboxing because like, I want to see like, can this yeah. Realme 6 really like spec wise, is it really offering that much, you know? Yeah. And, and you're right. Quad cameras, you know, displays with pretty much a full display with punch hole designs or smaller notches. Yeah. yeah. Same here, man. This thing is available at this price point. Like the price point is what makes it interesting. Because yeah, exactly. for me, if I'm going that flagship, I'd, I'd rather just stay with my iPhone, you know. And the performance and everything is amazing on these phones. Yeah. So um, speaking of performance, you've got the current fastest phone, which is the OnePlus uh, 8 Pro. Yeah, OnePlus 8 Pro. Yeah, I've been uh, playing around with this. So I've never actually a used a OnePlus phone myself, but uh, I've okay. heard their emphasis is all on performance and speed. Performance, speed, everything down to the OS uh, level of it, the element of it. I'm just powering it on now. Mm -hmm. This phone is, I mean, it's been, it's been a nice experience so far uh, using it. 
I mean, I've, I've reviewed OnePlus devices before. I love the way that, like, I for me, if there was a company that kind of like Google would buy out mm-hmm. for their smartphones, like people, you know, used to talk about HTC and the rest of it. They've already done that, but it would be right. OnePlus because I feel like everything with their devices is really well done for an Android yeah. smartphone, you know, particularly a Google uh, GMS services, Google Apps, the rest of it being on this device, mm-hmm. it's really, really smooth. A couple of things that really stand out for me are, I think the display, like, you know, once you start using 120 hertz displays, yeah, uh, it, it makes no real difference per se. Now, this is where we start going into like user experience element of it. Yeah. Once you go down to a display that's not 120 hertz, it's kind of a really weird yeah. feeling, you know? Kind of, it, it, it almost feels like a... a a slightly vintage watch and then a new watch, you know, the new watch is just constantly flashy and shiny and this, that, the other. And yeah. I feel that way once you've used this display and then you go down to a, a non-120 hertz display, you feel that vibe. Um, yeah, the camera weird. on this is, yeah, yeah. I have a, a Realme X2 Pro as well on this, which is an OLED 90 hertz display. Yeah. And uh, when I use that for a while and then I go back to my iPhone 11 Pro, I do feel it. Like there is, yeah. even from 90 hertz to 60 hertz, you feel it. So imagine going from 120 hertz to yeah. 60. <laughs> yeah. um, the camera on, on this is, is it, it's, it's been interesting because I expected better results on the camera. Okay. Uh, I remember watching the keynote and getting like super excited. I was like, dude, this is insane. But I don't know, I feel like, I hope I'm wrong about this. Like, I hope that like, it feels a bit like the Samsung S20 Ultra okay. debacle with the with the camera. Uh, ultra wide is good. You know, One X is good. But the moment you start zooming in, this is 30x zoom. It's just so grainy, so poor. Yeah. Um, I think I might have put up some Insta stories on my Instagram. It's actually as uh, highlights on my profile. So if you want to go and check them out, you can see some of the examples. I did an okay. ultra wide. I did, I think, 1x, maybe 5 or 10x, and then 30x. 30x is just, it's horrendous. I've seen actually better zoom on some other smartphones than I have done on the OnePlus 8 Pro, okay. which is a little disappointing. Same with the S20 Ultra. When I, when I handled one and I started playing around with it, like, it just, it was a bit disappointing, you know? Like, it, you've got this massive 100x zoom plastered right on the back. Yeah. And then the 100x zoom is so disappointing. Like, you know, yeah. even with a tripod, because I experimented with a tripod as well. And I just, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it, you know? I feel it's a gimmick though, man. I mean, all these 30x, gimmick. it is 100x. The, so, the, the 5x I've seen it, is decent. Yeah, the guys that do it well mm-hmm. are Huawei. Okay. And their the zoom, uh, the zoom is like out of all of the smartphones that I've reviewed. Huawei, when it comes to Zoom, really does a good job. Again, the Zoom, you know, it's still grainy at, you know, 50x on the Mate uh, 20 Pro or 30x on the P40 Pro. It's still slightly grainy, but it's much better than (laughs) what I've seen on the OnePlus and on the Samsung uh, S20 Ultra. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about is foldable phones. So I know you've had access to a couple of foldables. Um, I've personally this handled... Is a, this is my jewel and I'm kind of like pulling... <laughs> I haven't got a Mate X in here, but there's the Samsung Galaxy Fold. <laughs> okay. 
So the only yeah. foldable that I personally handled was a Samsung uh, Fold. And it was just for like a few minutes. But I've yeah. not really experienced using one for like a full day. What do you think of the Samsung Fold? When it was first announced, I was super tempted to get it. And then I had almost placed my pre-order. And then when I heard about the the issues with the durability and all that, I, I changed my mind. So So what do you think of the Fold? Look, I think folding smartphones, we're at this tipping point now when it comes to smartphone fatigue. Like everybody, you know, wants a new smartphone that's going to do something amazing. And I think uh, prior to the Samsung Galaxy Fold, it just felt like everyone, you know, were like, come on, man. Like when's the next new phone coming out that's actually going to be really cool to do something different and i think you know credit where credit is due i think samsung had a rough time with the samsung galaxy fold but you you have to sort of praise them for taking that risk yeah um because the samsung galaxy fold is a very very different experience when you use this device um it is a very very different experience to using any other smartphone I think the Samsung Galaxy Fold and the Huawei Mate X or uh, well, it's the Mate X and the Mate XS now. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of those devices are really different. Even uh, there have been occasions when, you know, I've been out and about. I went to the Adnock, I remember, and I, I was using the Fold that day and I pulled it out to check something. And it was just like, it was a immediate conversation start. Like two people around me, mm-hmm. three people around me, like, dude, dude, mm-hmm. folding smartphone, you know, it's, it's, it's still incredibly like, wow, you know, that whole... Yeah opening it out and doing it it kind of um, rem- it's reminds tool. me of the old school uh, nokia communicators yeah do you remember yeah, yeah. you yeah. open it out and like you'd feel yeah. like you know some kind of james bond dude like, yeah, exactly. a message when you're just sending your mom a message you know yeah. <laughs> like the fold is not a device that i don't think it's a public consumption kind of device i think it's great for techies i think it's great for people that want to have it but also know the situation with it because it's a great way of you know helping samsung develop version 2 version 3 whatever it's going to be you know um i mean my device has been pretty good i haven't had any issues but then i don't have long nails and you know i i've been i've been i haven't been babying this but i i've been careful with it so like my kids Mm -hmm. would never be allowed to touch this they can touch any of the other (laughs) phones but this one is an absolute no-go uh, my wife was using it one time and I remember she has slightly longer nails and I remember kind of like seeing this moment when she was about to get to the screen. I kind of like was like, nah, you know, just, just be careful, you know. Does it, um, does it seem like it would, uh, you know, scratch easily? It does. I mean, I haven't had any scratches on my display. Somebody was asking me this the other day and they said, look, look carefully, can you see any scratches? I, I haven't seen any scratches on my display mm-hmm. the flex is there it's i mean look you can even see it when it's turned off yeah it's got a, a fair bit of flex um but really when you're using it that's a no-brainer no issue okay. my biggest issue with this is is the front screen on the samsung galaxy fold it's just it's kind of and i've said this in on social media it's basically a it's like a an, i'd say like a pager Okay. that you open up into a smartphone whereas the huawei mate x is a smartphone that you open up into a tablet right. i mean the the differences between the two of them yes the the mate x and the xs is gonna end up having another issue mm-hmm. um which is that the screen folds outward and i don't know how that is going to be long term okay. in terms of you know use and 
scratches and the rest of it, but it has a better form function and usability element on that device. So you've had hands-on with the Mate XS, right? I think that's one of your most popular videos. Yeah, that's I think the most popular video. (laughs) How did it feel in the hand? It's it's a good device. I mean, it's a it's a nice device, and I think uh, that was actually my first folding device that I handled because at that point the Galaxy wasn't out yet. I mean, it was shown off, but it was mm. behind like glass and you know mm. security and the rest of it. So when I managed to get my hands on it, the Huawei Mate XS seemed much more practical. I was critical when I walked into the room. The mm. Huawei guys were like, "Oh, you know, it's this amazing thing." And I was like, oh, "Whatever." <laughs> Let me get the content and, you know, kind of like, let's do this quick, you know? And then when I sat down and they gave it to me, I was like, dude, what the hell is this? Like, this is, yeah. this is different, man. Mm. And I think the whole thing is the, the point about it being like, it is a smart, it's like a fully fledged smartphone. Mm-hmm. And then when it, when you click that button, it opens up into a tablet. That's the thing that I was like, and then they showed me YouTube on there. I was like, dude, this, mm-hmm. you need to get me one. Man. And, uh, and how is the, the flex on that one? The flex is, I would say, more than the Samsung Galaxy Fold. Okay. Um, I again, unfortunately, I haven't had one for long enough for me to really, really, really kind of. I had, I've had it for you know about a week, two weeks. Okay. You really need longer, and you need a situation scenario where you're really kind of you know it's being used and put in bags, put in pockets right. situation. You know, when you're out and about, you're grabbing some food and you're trying to deal with a mess. That's when you really can tell. Right, uh, durability of a, a screen and a device like that, but um, I, I'm excited to see version two from both companies because I think that's yeah. really going to be fine. Uh, last thing before we end this, I want to talk to you about what do you think the iPhone 12 is going to offer? Again, I I, I kind of feel sorry for the guys at Apple because I feel like Apple is that company that we expect so so much from. Right, and you know I've been covering smartphones for years now, and I'm you know you you do this as well, so you'll know that. I think those changes now, I mean, like, I, I think people expect this massive jump, but we've just reached this plateau. It's, it's, the curve is flattened, if you like, when it comes to smartphones, <laughs> and that happened before COVID-19. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the iPhone is just going to, I think we are probably going to get the setup in terms of the camera that we've seen on the iPad Pro. The, with that the inclusion AR of camera, the, the lidar, the leader, yeah, the lidar camera, the lidar mm. camera. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have the iPad Pro with the lidar camera. I've actually made a purpose, a conscious decision to try and you know understand it, to use it, and it's great mm. in some scenarios and some situations. But like, it's for mass consumption, it's just not there. It's so I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, I mean, I'm sure we'll see camera improvements. Mm-hmm. on the iPhone 12. For me, as someone that uses the iPhone 11 Pro, I think the biggest change for me would be just improving the quality now of the camera in terms yeah. of the lens, the pixels, um, so that we get better, better shots yeah. daylight, but also, more importantly, in nighttime. I mean, that, that's I think the 11 Pro really, you know, and this is the thing about Apple. They, they're going to kind of release this minor jump now Mm-hmm. and and that is just enough to kind of you know you'll think about the scenario when tim cook gets on stage you'll be like i i need that <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be yeah. out you know when i'm gonna be taking photos and it's just that kind of small jump i think the hardware is going to change as well i think it's 
it's going to look more like the iPad Pro. I would like that, to be honest. I actually don't like the design now of the iPhone 11 Pro. So the flat, the more that flat I, sides. Yeah. I mean, the, the iPad Pro, I think, is the most beautiful, yeah. most kind of industrial product that Apple have released in a while now. So it would be great yeah. to see that come to the iPhone. So, so as far as I know, the rumors are saying slightly smaller notch. They're going to have the new industrial design, which is the same as the iPad Pro, LiDAR sensor and uh, maybe a 90 hertz display or a 120 hertz display. Would you like to see that in an iPhone? I would, man. I would, yeah. I think the display, that was the other point. Yeah, I think the display needs a notch up. Well, it needs kind of like a bump up and that notch to, to, to kind of be changed. I think the iPhone has got that hallmark style and design. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Apple are gonna just drop the notch so they'll probably minimize it and it'll Make be it like smaller. 30%. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll do that. But that is quintessentially an iPhone. And I think they've kind of embraced that design language and they've, they're going to stick with it for for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, Apple releases a new iMac this year. Maybe a redesign or something. <laughs> that would be <laughs> nice as well. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. 2020 has really been a strange year. To be honest, I mean, like, you know... I, since I've been in lockdown, it's been really weird because a part of me has been getting all these different, you know, tech devices to cover. And I feel really weird because it's like a part of me feels like, like are we really still selling in this environment situation? Like, <laughs> how is that even happening? How are you, how is Apple still manufacturing the iPhone SE, for example? Like, where yeah. are they doing this? You know, we probably manufactured months ago, man. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, you know, Tim Cook is the genius when it comes to like, logistics so yeah yeah they would have had this covered but let's see man 2020 the rest of 2020 should be interesting for all right cheers dude and that there is a wrap thank you so much for listening in up until this point if you're hearing my voice here congratulations you made it to the end of this podcast i'd love to know your thoughts on this podcast, what you thought of it, some of the discussions that we had, but also on a future podcast, what you'd like to hear more of going forward. You can find me and interact with me over on socials. I'm available on Twitter and Instagram at Mquan on both of those platforms. And if you want to see more video content, then you can find me by putting in Mquan reviews into your YouTube search box. That's it from me for now. Take care. Stay safe. I'll see you in the next podcast. Until then, I'm Mkwan. Peace and blessings.